Thank you, God. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Now, what I want you to do tonight, normally when we say praise the Lord, we begin the clapping of the hands. I don't want to hear the hand clap. God want to hear you praise him out of your mouth. Hallelujah. Offer Hallelujah, God. Unto the Lord. Tell Hallelujah. him how good he is. Amen. Tell him how wonderful you, he is. Tell him that there is none Thank like you. him. Thank you, Lord. Tell him that how we appreciate him. Yes, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If we had 10,000 songs, we already know. You have orchestrated some things that you want yes. done yes. this night. And God, we can yes. see your glory when we begin to magnify and exalt yes. you. And God, we're opening up the windows for you to pour yes. yourself out unto us. Yes. I decree, declare, and proclaim that we're going to saturate this place. Yes, God. Presence yes. in the name of Jesus. See, we don't have to yes. all be in the same place, but we all got yes. to have the one man and one spirit. Come on, y'all. Yes. 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 God said, this spirit runs from heart to heart and breast to breast. We ain't doing nothing that's going to interrupt what God yes. helped purpose to yes. do yes. tonight. I thank you, God. I thank you that I'm connecting with my sisters. I'm connecting with everyone that join in. And let me put this at third notice. You didn't just log in to be logging in. God have appointed this time, this place, for an importation. This is not a service, and neither is it a program. Because Come on. Times when we do our program, we move God out of His. So I'm telling you on tonight if you came in looking for a program, you've logged on to the wrong place. Because <laughs> God has already settled in my spirit that this is going to be an importation. And look how God has, my God, my God, look how He's orchestrated this thing. I see seven sisters, good God Almighty, with seven words. My Come on. God, my God. I'm telling you, God is going to use all seven women in different ways. But look how he's going to do it. They're all going to line up. See, we don't come to compete, but we come to compliment one another. Come on, come in on. In the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for what you put in their business. I thank you on tonight. I decree and I declare, I'm going to even put a demand on the Holy Spirit. Come on now. Whatever, whatever you study, if God decides to shift. I decree and declare that you're going to move and shift however God wants to do it. See, we ain't doing our thing Hallelujah. tonight, people of God. We're Hallelujah. doing I'm so excited. I couldn't wait, woman of God. I'm telling you, when we come out with a spirit of expectation, then God's going to do what he purposed to do. And I bless the mighty God. So I'm going to say to all of you that have logged in on tonight, Find you a place where you won't be disturbed. If you got to tell the children, don't knock on the door while mama is doing this. Find you a secret place where God can commune with you and you can commune with God. Amen. I decree and I declare there will be no interruptions, that there yeah, will Lord. be no sidetracks, no out focus in the name of Jesus because God needs your attention tonight. My God, my God. Jesus. Saturate the atmosphere, God, uh, with your presence, God, that it will be conducive for healing, for yeah, oneness, 
Yellow one. In the mighty name of Jesus. I'm believing God to do that. I'm believing, I'm expecting God to do it. He said if yeah. we ask anything in his name, good God Almighty, he said he would do it. He ain't a man that he should lie, neither is he the son of man that he should repent. Have he not spoken it? Good God Almighty. <laughs> I bless your name, God. Good God Almighty. Jesus. I bless you. Oh, I bless your name. We coming with a spirit of excitement. We coming with a spirit of anticipation. In the mighty name of Jesus. Yes, God, have your way. Have your way, God. Have your way, God. Have your way, God. Have your way, God. See, I can't move yeah. until I get a release. Y'all better come on. God, let go. Glory, God. And do nothing about the presence of the Holy Spirit. Not tonight. My God, my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hear the man God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, oh, we bless you, Father. Oh, God, we on your time. It ain't about our time. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Glory, Glory to your name. Glory to your name. See, Glory I want to get up and run around and start running around. You won't see me, but I'm telling you, I feel like I got running in my feet. Ah, yeah, Lord. God is going to do. And I want to thank you, woman of God, Apostle. That you have been chosen. You are the chosen one to bring forth the word that God have put in your belly. Yeah, Lord. This is so. God ain't mixed you up with nobody. He ain't made no mistake. You are the one. And you're going to come forth. My God, my God. I even hear in the spirit. After you get through speaking to word, you're going to shake yourself and say, did I say that? No, ma'am, you didn't say it. But the Holy Spirit said it through you. Oh, God, I thank you, God, God Almighty, for such a time as this. God have chosen you. You are God elect and chosen ones. My God, my God. Earlier, one of the women said, can some good come out of something? I don't know what she said, but I came and said, yes, some good can come out of the projects. I'm out of the projects. They say, can anything good come out of Nazareth? But I want you to have attentive ears tonight because you're going to see some good things come out of these women. In the mighty name of Jesus, my God, my God. Mm, my God, my God. Father God, in the name of Jesus. Mm. Oh, I bless your name. I bless your name, God. I bless your name for what you're going to do. <laughs> yes, it's so. I bless your name because this word is going to be sold in good ground. Yes, it is. And it's going to produce much fruit in the mighty name of Jesus. I decree, I declare, and I proclaim that everybody that have logged onto Zoom, God, that you would give them an inner ear to hear you in a new way, God. Unplug that ear. Unstop that ear. Get rid of that 
wax in that ear, God, that they can hear you, God Almighty. They're going to hear you clearly, God. It's going to sound like the trumpet is blowing. In the mighty name of Jesus, God then give them a heart. Saturate that heart, God, where they will be able to receive the word. In the mighty name of Jesus, God, we spread the table out on tonight. We put our plate on the table, God. We ask you, God, to fill us up till we won't no more, God. Fill us, God, till we overflow, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, God, we want you to put the appetizers, God. We're going to take up the appetizers. And God, after we've eaten the appetizers, God, then put the meat, God, and put the vegetable, God, and put the greens, God, and we're going to eat it, God, and we're going to be full. And God, after we've had the main meal, God, then you're going to bring the woman at the end, and she's going to give us a dessert. Cook God Almighty. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Then, God, you know what? We ain't going to even get fed in the spirit because after we've been fed, we're going to go out and feed others. My God, my God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now get your fork and get your spoon and you better get a napkin because you're going to have to wipe your mouth in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, I'm going to ask you to do something that's a little out of the norm. What we normally do is tell people to walk on your seatbelts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'm saying on tonight, uh, unloose that seatbelt. Uh, because when the Holy Spirit get ready to move, see, you ain't going to have time to try to get that seatbelt loose. Because sometimes the seatbelt gets stuck uh, and it would hold you in place. But not going to leave you out of place in the mighty name of Jesus. You ain't going to get no tickets. You ain't going to get no citation. Unloose that seatbelt. Uh, and so you will be able to leave. God Almighty, when that word come uh, and push your belly, some of you gonna jump up, uh, some gonna begin to shout of this adulterated, unadulterated word of God. My God, my God, I'm trying to tell you, God gonna do something new on tonight. My God, my God, it ain't just the usual seven words, seven last words. Uh, my God, my God, I decree and I declare, uh, Holy Spirit, uh, all that we hear, do what you do. You said you'll bring it back to our remembrance. Now I'm holding you to it in the name of Jesus. You said I can put things, bring things back uh, to your remembrance. Not that you have forgotten, but God, uh, we're going to do what you told us to do in the name name of Jesus. As T.D. Jakes would say, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. My God, my God, I'm telling you, Lord, have mercy. My God, my God, I feel, I feel the release. I feel the anointing. I feel the presence of God. My God, I'm telling you, people of God, we're going to have an upper room experience tonight. I'm believing God that he's going to visit us uh, like he did in the upper room the day of Pentecost. My God, they're going to save you drunk in the spirit. We're drunk of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. My God, thank you, God. Uh, hallelujah. Oh, my, 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 my. Only a fool would say there is no God. Well, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. hallelujah. God, I thank you. Mm. 
my God, my God, bless the name of the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praises, his praises, his praises will continuously be in my mouth. Oh, make your boast in the Lord. Oh, God, glory to your name. Hallelujah. I was told to read a scripture. Well, if I must, I guess I must. My favorite scripture is Psalms 34. I will bless. I will bless the Lord. It didn't say at sometimes. It said I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continuously be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The harvest shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord. Look at here. Look at here. I sought the Lord and he heard me. And then what did our God do? It said, uh, and he delivered me from all my fear. Ain't no fear in us. Uh, we moving at the night in boldness uh, like never before. God has given you a spirit bold as a lion. Yes, it's so. Then it said, they looked unto him. Him who? They looked unto God, uh, not to man. Uh, and we're lightened. Are they going to see the light and the glory of the Lord shine upon you tonight? And their faces was not ashamed. Ain't no shame in us. Good God Almighty. Thank you, God. The sixth verse said, the poor man cried and the Lord heard him. Don't you know why we're yet speaking? God is answering my God. And he saved them out of all their troubles. The angel of the Lord encamped round about them that feared him. And then he delivered him, not out of some things, but he delivered them out of all things. Now, ain't that just like our daddy? Good God Almighty. Oh, taste. Mm, didn't I tell you? We've set in the table. Oh, taste and see. Good God Almighty. That the Lord is good. Yeah, he's good. He's good in good times. He's good in what seems to be bad times. He's just a good God. Blessed is the man that trust in him my god y'all stepping out tonight i see it in the spirit of the realm your trust is in god it ain't even in you and i thank god where your trust is hallelujah God, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Good God Almighty. I know y'all came with me. I know, I know, I know, I know. My God. But at this time, I'm going to ask Apostle Christmas if she will come and give you all the welcome. Grace and peace. My, 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 my God. My God, my God, my God from Zion. I knew I had the right one. When the spirit of the Lord speaks, he knows exactly who to put in position, when to put them in position on purpose for his purpose. So to God be the glory for Minister Sandra Young, our MC for this evening. I just want to say grace and peace be unto each of you from God, our father. I do greet each of you in that name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And get this, everything in the earth, even underneath the earth, shall bow just at the very mention of his name. Yes, I am Betty J. Christmas, the overseer of Beyond the Walls International Ministries. 
And some say, the Lord says that I am his apostle. So this evening, I do bring greetings to you as his apostle. And I just thank and praise God for this opportunity just to be on for the, my, with my seven sisters for the seven last words. And it's befitting that this is for seven. I have seven sisters and this started at seven o'clock in the evening. Amen. And so I'm just thanking and praising God for the seven. Ha. Somebody catch that in the spirit. I'm thanking and praising God for the seven. Oh, God, because even seven days this time, this time, seven days ago, I wasn't able to sit up. I wasn't able to sit. I wasn't able to just sit up out of my bed and out of my recliner that I have to sleep in and, and, and do anything but God. But God had an assignment. And when God has an assignment, he knows exactly how things are set up. So somebody said to me, well, BJ, your head surgery. Are you going to go on with the service? And I said, I have to because God knew when this was planned, that surgery was going to be a part of the process. And so how dare I? My father suffered, bled and died and he was whipped all night long and everything he went through. He still did his assignment. So I'm not going to get into the words just yet. But because he went through his assignment, I, too, can get through my assignment. So my to say to each of you, welcome to seven sisters with seven words. The first of many to come, the first. And there's something about the first, my sister. So you are part of um, history in the making for Beyond the Walls International Ministries. And so I just thank and praise God for each of you. So I'm going to yield now to our MC as she begins to introduce our speakers for this evening. And I'm just grateful to God that I have someone who's on fire for the Lord, that this is not going to be dull in any means. And I know because God is just specifically asked me to ask those who are, who are speaking tonight. And so I know there is a word from the Lord and people say, yeah, we've heard the seven sayings. We, we keep hearing them over and over again, but you haven't heard these seven. <laughs> so you can say you heard it all you want, but until you hear it for the first time from these seven, you haven't heard the last seven sayings. So I said, thank you women for being on. And I'm looking forward to what God has in store for each of you. And I turn it back over to our MC. Well, bless the name of the Lord. I'm telling you, if you didn't feel welcome, you certainly do now. Woman of God, I like what you said. You said his apostle. I thank God. See, sometimes we take ownership when we need to give the own. Huh? No, nah, nah, I see I ain't even on the preach, but we need to give the ownership to God. But I bless God because what you said is so true. This is different. This seven words are different. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. Lend your ear to hear this word in a new way in the mighty name of Jesus. Our first, you know. When, when, when I was listening to the Holy Spirit and, 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 and God was speaking to me about speakers and, 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 and I'm going to do it the way God gave me to do it. Apostle said I could. So apostles is the one that set the order. Did y'all not know that? So we subject to the apostle. So I thank you, woman of God. Y'all know seven is four and the seven is complete. And I want to say to use that, that, that zoomed in tonight, God is getting ready to complete some things in your lives. Now you better catch a hold to that and you better believe it. It ain't me. That just came fresh off the press. God said to tell everyone that, that, that zoomed in, logged in, 
He's getting ready to complete some things. He hadn't forgotten it in the first place, but there's a time and a season for everything. And it is your season for the completion of some things. And God said, I, I, I don't want you to, when you begin to, to, to bring them on, I don't want you to, to acknowledge them as a speaker. Now I'm just, I'm just saying, God said to prefer them as my chosen vessel. So, so let me say this to you tonight, woman of God. You ain't no speaker up in here. You're God's chosen vessel. See how God does. See, didn't we tell you it's going to be different? You ain't speaking. You're God's chosen vessel. So I bless God for our first chosen vessel, Prophetess Kim McCoy. Prophetess Kim McCoy is a member of of Apostle E. Brown Ministry, where her pastor is the anointed servant and woman of God. Apostle E. Brown located in Atlanta, Georgia and Houston, Texas. She graduated from Roham Technical College with an associate degree in applying science for medical secretary on August the 27th, 1992. She attended Blue Ridge Hearing Art Academy and received her diploma from a massage therapist on July the 10th, 2009. On February the 23rd, 2011, she received her certificate for a certified nursing assistant, which she has been serving and taking care of God's children. Listen to that. Taking care of God's children for over 12 years. Won't God plant you where you need to be? My God. Minister Kim gave her life to Christ in 1995 and accepted her calling from God to preach the word in 2013 when she heard the voice of God saying, it is time, didn't I just tell you, it's a time and season for everything? Go forth, glory, hallelujah. She carries his light and the glory of God everywhere she goes. She loved God and all people, especially children, and young adults. She serves God faithfully. She served God faithfully and allow her flesh, ah, oh, good God, to die daily. One of her favorite scriptures, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge God and he shall direct your path. Her heart's desire is to serve God to the fullest and lead lost souls to Jesus Christ. Now, please put your hands together and welcome this vessel of God on tonight. Go forth, woman of God. Go forth. Ah, grace and peace to everybody. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can all y'all Yes, ma'am. I want to thank uh, Apostle Christmas for uh, inviting me here. And um, I just thank God uh, for everyone in their respective places on the platform. Um, and woman of God, you on fire. To God be the glory. God is so good. Thank God. Uh, I give honor to Apostle E. Brown, who is my pastor. Hi. Thank you, Jesus. God is so good. Hi. Thank you, and I was so excited and, and I was nervous at the same time for coming on. But I thank God for what he's doing. And I'm going to sing a little bit of this song. 
Um, I was gonna play the CD. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put myself out there. I was gonna play the CD. I even called Apostle Christmas, and the Lord said no. <laughs> so I have to step out on faith. So uh, I thank God for who He is and being obedient to Him. So, uh, oh, thank you, Jesus. God is so good. I just thank God and I thank you for setting the atmosphere, woman of God. Um, how many of us know, you know, that God sacrificed his his life for us? His, he sacrificed, he bled for us for our sins. And I thank God for that. Ah, hey Lord Hey, 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 hey. I heard an old, old story about a savior that came. From glory, how he gave his life on Calvary. He did it all just for me. They nailed him in his hands. They nailed him in his feet. Just listen to the words. They nailed him to a cross to die and he did it all just for me hey la 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 and in those nails with every mistake i made the thorns were formed from my lies the lashes you took they were meant for me but you told God you would take them instead. You agreed to do it. Hey, God, you agreed to die. You agreed to give your life to save mine. Oh, what a sacrifice you made for me. Knowing all that you would have to go through. He agreed. I'm going to say that verse one more time. Say, you agreed to do it. I mean, no, he agreed to do it. He died for our sins. You agreed to die. You agreed to give your life. How many of us would do that for somebody else? That's love. You saved mine. Oh, what a sacrifice you made for me. Knowing all that you would have to go through, he agreed. Yes, Lord, you agreed, God. I thank you right now, God. Oh, God, I thank you right now, God. And I come to you, God, as a humble servant, God. Right now, God. Oh, God, I empty myself of all the Kim, God. I empty myself of all the Kim to be filled with all of you, God, because you're worthy. And I thank you right now that every word that comes out of my mouth, God, is from you, God. Hallelujah. Not Kim, God. Ha, God. Let the flesh die right now in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you. Hallelujah. Oh, God, I feel I help. God is good, y'all. He's so good, women of God. He's good. I thank him. I thank him. And as you know, I have the first word. Which is forgive them, Lord, for they know not what they do. My subtopic is, Lord, forgive me. Hmm. We're coming high. Oh, Lord. Coming from Luke 23 and 4. 23 and, I'm excuse me, 23 and 34. As we all know, you know, it, it really, the scripture speaks for itself. 
But God said these words while he was on the cross. He said, Lord, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And I believe, you know, Jesus Christ was speaking that because they knew the power that they nailed to that cross. They wouldn't have done that. So Jesus, even in his time on the cross, he said, forgive them, Lord. Sometimes some sins we willfully and rebelliously do. And then we have other sins that we don't know we're doing it. So God, so Jesus, because of his love, he said, Lord, forgive them. For they know not what they do. They know not what they do. Then let's look at his uh, let's look at his accusers. We had the Pharisees. The Pharisees, they stayed on Jesus' case about how he how he uh did miracles and signs on the Sabbath day. They stayed on him, they they, they got on his case about because Jesus said he had authority through through his father. But you know, the Pharisees thought they were all that. No, I got the authority here. Who are you to tell me that that you got the authority? Ha ha la do but we all know God, they have the authority. So they still, they, they thinking about, you know, what they supposed to be doing. They saw Jesus as a blasphemer. They even seen the signs and the evidence that Jesus Christ was the son of God. But because they feared the Romans, they sided up to crucify Jesus because they were afraid. They were afraid. Then we look at, at, at Pilate. Pilate had the power to end the whole thing, but he was fearful. So he caved in under pressure. And what did he do? You know, he said, he said, well, um, his, his blood is not on my hands. He's a just man. He's a just, he knew he was just. He says, I'm innocent of this just man. He tried to get it off of him because he didn't want to be responsible for him. Harold, he just didn't, he, he had, he just had contempt for him. Jesus, he just didn't like him. He was scornful. And if you remember, he tried to end Jesus as, as an infant. He tried to act like he was going to give him some gift, right? He was going to take Christ Jesus out so he would never come. Hi, hey, let out both see. But honey, he can't get past God. So God had that covered. God had him hidden. And guess what? Jesus Christ came right on like it was planned. So he tried to play that little role, you know. So it kept going back and forth between Pontius Pilate and Harold. And it finally fell on Pontius and, you know, on Pilate, and he just went ahead and went with them because, like I said, he had the fear. And then you had the Roman soldiers, another accuser. They mocked him, they beat him, and they nailed him to the cross. And then, ha, oh, hello, don't see. You have the crowd. And I think the crowd, you know, I think the crowd just, they just wanted to just be a part of something like they was out there being some kind of cheerleaders or something. Crucify him, crucify him, crucify him, not knowing who they were crucifying. They just want to be a part of the game. That's all they were, just running their mouth. They didn't really have a reason. Just want to be a part of the crowd, you know, like we do sometimes. We want to be a part of the scenery, part of the crowd. Don't know what we're doing. Don't know the dangers of the life that, that we're doing. But we, they didn't know the life that they, was, they, they were taking. They didn't know. So they all wanted to get Barabbas. They, they wanted him, a criminal, to get off the money for uh, Jesus Christ to take his place. None of them knew the power that they were putting on that cross. Mm. Now, before the sun rose on, hi, God, I thank you, Jesus. Before the sun rose on that Friday, on that Friday morning, you know, Jesus was betrayed by one of the disciples, Judas. Judas uh, betrayed him and turned him over to the, to the policeman for, what, some money? For some money. And then to add insult to that, one of his, his, his favorite, Peter, he denied him twice, uh, three times. 
And Jesus told him he's going to deny Peter. Nah, nah, nah. You know, Peter got all that mouth. No, I'm not going to deny Jesus. No. But when it, when it come out, he got fearful too. That fear word, it goes around. So he got scared too. And he denied Jesus Christ. He felt bad if he did it, but he, he did. So with all this going on, you know, you know, J Jesus was, he was beat with his crew. He was beat. He was flogged. Oh, he was spit on. I mean, he was stripped of his clothing. And back then, they stripped you of your clothing because they wanted you to feel low. They wanted to embarrass you as much as they could. So they thought they were doing all this to Jesus Christ, really, the power. They still didn't know he was the power. They still didn't know that he, he could have spoke one word and got down. He could have did what he wanted to do. They thought they had the power. But guess what? They didn't have nothing. They just thought they did. Like, uh, Jesus was, was, was being obedient to his daddy, to his father, God. He wasn't studying people, but he still had love for them. All the stuff they did, he still loved them. As they led him away for execution, going up to that hill, up to the word uh, named the skull, where they was going to execute him. Jesus dragging a, a hundred pound, a hundred pound. I sit there and imagine that. He done been, he done been uh, 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 beat, torn, flesh hanging off. He's still dragging that 100 pound cross. Y'all up to his to his death. That hurt me to my heart. I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, what are they doing? Just pure evil. How could you do stuff like this and just, just pure evil? Pure evil that you can do a man like that. But we all know he wasn't ordinary because no ordinary man could go through what he went through and still walk. Let alone crawl, any of that. So with all that being said, hi, hey, la, 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 see. we God brought it to my attention. Year after year after year, we come to church. And now let me add the Zoom and add the clubhouse, all that. We come, but but to church when we could be seen. And 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 just coming, we dress down. Oh, we just dress down. Dress down, honey. We got our white, our pink, and our light blue. We 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 celebrating his resurrection, right? We coming. Oh, yeah, got our kids all dressed up and stuff. Honey, the church packed. Oh, packed. Everybody come to hear that word. Hear that word. What are you coming for? Jesus said, what are you coming for? Did you come to celebrate me or did you come to show off your clothes? Because after that day is over with, honey, we don't see you no more for another year or two. So Jesus said, what, what are we doing? We sit here and we come and we look at this word every year. You know, we, we talk like, oh, he, he, happy resurrection day. Happy resurrection day. But do you mean it? Do you mean it? Are we really celebrating celebrating Christ Jesus? We're too lazy to even get up and come to church to, to do what we do. But we're pointing at those accusers over 2,000 years ago. We're still pointing hands and fingers at them over there. We're pointing at, at the Pharisees, the crowd. But guess what? We are the Pharisees. We are the crowd. You want to know why? Because when we, when we need to visit the sick, when we need to visit the shut-in, when we need to visit... Uh, anybody that, that's in need need to reach, get a helping hand to somebody and help somebody out. Do we help them? No, we don't. But we we we're not only hurting them; we're hurting Jesus too. We don't visit the hospital. We don't visit the prisons. And you know, matter of fact, we don't visit prison. But we're in prison ourselves. We're in bondage with our sins. We said we don't visit none of them. But guess what? We denied Jesus just like Peter. Forgive us, Lord. For we know not what we do. Forgive us, Lord, when we say something ugly. Talk about people and crush their feelings, crush their dreams. 
We crush everything that they wanted to do all with our mouth. We're hurting Jesus. Forgive us, Lord, for we know not what we do. Amen. And then when we don't raise a voice, and here we go with the, to somebody's innocent. We don't raise no voice to help them out. We know they're innocent, but like Peter, because we're afraid of what somebody's going to say, what do we do? We keep our mouth shut. Guess what we just did? We that crowd. Crucifying. Crucifying. That's exactly what we did. We, we crucified them. Just like they did Christ Jesus. And God let me know we're walking daily in our sins. We're walking daily in, 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 in darkness. And we're walking in darkness because we don't know how to reach Christ. We don't know how to reach Christ Jesus because we don't spend no time with him. We don't read his word. We don't meditate. So we don't know anything. So when things hit our life, we shut down. We continue to walk in sin. We continue to do these things that God's not pleased with. We're in bondage with our human struggles. We're in bondage with our sin. Guess what we're doing? We're crucifying Jesus all over again with our sins. We're crucifying him. Because we can't, we can't walk up straight when we can pull in other people. We can't be fishermen of, 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 of like Peter. We can't fish in nobody to God because we we dead ourselves. We walking around ourselves, walking in sin. How can we help somebody? We got unforgiveness in our heart. That's a heavy one right there. We expect people to forgive us, but we don't forgive others. What are we doing? Crucifying Jesus all over again. We can't see the light because of the darkness. We can't see the light because of our hardened hearts. Their heart, we need new hearts. We need a makeover. We need to get back on the potter's wheel. And we need to get in God's presence so he can show us the things that we're doing. And we're really, we're in pain because really we feel guilty because we're crucifying Christ Jesus over again, over and over again, over. Jesus Christ paid that, sins, paid that price over 2,000 years ago. Why are we constantly bringing it back to him? You think he's smiling on us up there? No. We're doing this stuff and we, we get here and we read that little scripture and look at the Romans. We're the Roman soldiers. We're the, the we're ones that beat him. We're the ones, we're a, a pilot. We're all, Harold. We're all in the head and all of the accusers. We're them because we're doing the stuff over and over again. Instead of stepping out and asking God to help to change our life, we continuously crucify, crucify Jesus over and over and over again. And God is not pleased with this. He's not pleased. As leaders, ha, uh oh, as leaders in the church, we see things going on. We see uh, uh, somebody doing something they got no business. Leaders, we don't do that. Why? Oh, they so they pay their tithes. They they're a big tithe payer. So we turn, we don't look at them. We let that go. They paying, we need that money. So we, huh, we're going to leave them there. Oops, did I say that? We crucifying God. We killing him, Jesus, all over again, over again. Then we got the choir and the praise team. Workers, the leaders. They're sleeping around with members of the church. Oops, did I say that? Hi. Sleeping around. But we ignore that too. Why? Oh, we can't find about a voice like that. Shoot, they can blow. They can carry the anointing. What kind of anointing they carrying in with sin on their hands? I don't care how good you can sing, how good you can preach. If you got a, a sin in your life, the anointing is not going to flow. You can preach all day long and sing all day long. That anointing is not going to reach the person that God wanted it to because you got sin in your life. We have to be set free. We got to get away from this mess that we're we doing. God is tired of it. He's tired of it. 
you know, and he, he's, he's so tired, you know, and I look at the COVID, look at how COVID, COVID took so many lives. And I, you know, and I used to say, I said, oh God, I'm, I'm just feel bad. They're so young, these people dying and this and that. You know, one guy, one day God convicted me, you know, what, what are they doing? God, how many chances have God given people a, a, a chance to get their life together? God may have pulled his hands off these people. You know what I'm saying? He may have closed that door. He give us time at the time to get it right. He give us time to, have to spend time with him. Get in his face. Seek the, seek the face of God. And I'm talking to myself even now because I get slack with that. I hear you, Holy Ghost. God, is he, he's tired. He said he's tired of my people. I need them to get it together. God, is, he's, he's doing a shift in the spirit. But if we're not where we need to go, we're going to miss him. We got to be right. We got to get it right when he's shifting so that we can shift over to what he's got, got planned for us. We can't do that if we keep walking in the mess we're doing. We can't do that. If we don't sit down and ask God to check us, to search us, to know us, to try us. Is it right for us to continue to sin? No. Ephesians, what is it? Ephesians 6, 2, it says that grace may abound. No, we, we can't keep doing it. When we do that, then that scripture right there, you know, we are really, we misunderstand that scripture. And, and, and we're really, uh, his grace, his abundant grace, we're taking advantage of it. We're taking advantage of it. We have got to get it right when jesus was on that cross he even he his, and, and when I, what i see out of that too on the cross jesus love he had love he didn't himself. he's still sitting there praying for us with our sinful selves messed up toward selves from the bottom up he sit there saying lord forgive forgive us this man on his on his inner stretched him to the limits he bleeding out his flesh is hanging and if he moves too much, he's going to hurt, pain all over because his flesh is already hanging. He already laying on his back. He laying on, on flesh. He laying on, on all cuts. The man was in pain. I imagine that. One little move and he was in pain, but he still had that breath. Even between breath, he had to have enough. He had enough breath to say, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. They know not the power that's hanging on this cross. Forgive them, Lord. They know not what they do. We have to get to a point that we stop killing Christ Jesus over and over. We say we love him. When are we going to show it? We're always saying, we love you, God. We love you so much, God. But we won't get our lives together. We won't keep pointing fingers. We won't keep going out causing confusion in everybody else's life. To be honest with you, some of us is so much in darkness, we don't know how. The sin has taken over so much that we don't see right from wrong. And that's a dangerous place to be. I ask God to search me. God is looking for some people. He is looking for some people that he can trust. He is looking. We got to be able to set up our young people. They are future. This is the end time. So we got to get our children right. They looking at our example. What kind of example are we showing to the young people? If we're constantly out here doing some mess on ourselves. And when I was doing this, and, and I know I had, oh God, I had so much stuff I could have put, but I said, Lord, you ain't got, Kim, you ain't got for 15 minutes. So I said, Lord, Lord, give me the key points. So, so that really stood out to me. 
serving Christ Jesus, trying to get my life in order. When I think about how he bleeds on that, how he bled out on that cross, how the pain, and I don't even want to imagine the pain that he went through, but I do believe no ordinary man could have went through what he went through. I believe that. I don't if I went through that, I don't know if I could get on that cross and, and, and say, Lord, forgive him. I'd be trying to get off the cross. So I know my flesh got to be checked. This man gave his life for all of us for our sin because he was on that cross. He didn't commit not one sin. Jesus Christ never committed a sin. Never. He's always righteous. We're trying to get there. But we'll be trying to get there to the day we die. But Christ Jesus, he is, he is whole, complete and real. And I just, my last thing, and, 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 and I'm going to close. I just, I just need to say that we really need to search ourselves and ask ourselves, when are we going to quit crucifying Jesus over, over again on that cross? When are we going to lay down our cross and follow him and really follow him and not just say it with our mouth? Not just be having mouth exercise. <coughs> when is the light going to shine on our life that somebody can say, oh, I want to know that Jesus is she knows. When are we going to let go and let go? And when we let go, we got to let go. Ah, we got to let go of everything. <laughs> Christ wants to do something in our life. Like she said, you know, Christ is here. He wants to do something, and he does. He wants to make that change, but there's conditions. There's conditions. Certain things we're not going to get until we do be obedient and line up with God's word. And with that, I yield my mic. I pray that I said something that 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 you can learn something from it. Bless the Lord. Can we put our hands together? Praise God for the word that comes forth out of this vessel. I thank God. I'm not going to go behind her and preach because that's just something I don't do. But I thank you, woman of God, how you changed it and said, God, forgive us for what we do. My God, my God. So I bless God for you, woman of God. Our next chosen vessel is Minister Don, Minister Don Edie. She is originally from East Orange, New Jersey. She gave her life to Christ at the young age of 12. She was baptized at the age of 24. Don's very distinctive characteristic is that of being very analytical, which is the motivation for her walk with God. At age 33, she rededicated. Ah, don't we have to do that sometimes? Rededicate our life to Christ and the things of God. At 33, she rededicated her life to Christ fully. Listen to that, people of God. Fully surrendered with a commitment to serve the Lord, his kingdom, and his people. It was at the age of 50 that she answered her call to preach the gospel and was licensed March the 18, 2020 by Bishop Rudy V. Carton of Jehovah Jireh Praise and Worship Church Center in Newark, New Jersey. She is a proud mother of two adult children and a loving grandmother of two grandchildren. Her education extends to a bachelor's degree and African-American studies and a bachelor degree in biblical studies. In August, 2021, she was named executive director of Deliverance Intercessor, Victorious Anointed Save for Christ, AKA Divas for Christ Inc. and Keepers Intercession 
intercessor, nobleman, gatekeeper, save for Christ, aka K-I-N-G-S, Kings for Christ, Divas and Kings for Christ, New Jersey, under the direction of its founder and CEO, Dunn has recently branched out and is the founder, praise the Lord, her very own DCE ministry, LLC to God be the glory. Dunn has over 30 years of experience as an accountant and is currently working for New Jersey Family Planning League as the Grand Complier, Compliance and Contract Specialist in the Finance Department. She also serves as the Board of Trustees for the Clinton Hill Community Center for High School Programs in Newark. Remember, a great leader must be a great follower. Yes, it's so. As Dawn is following the example of her leaders, she has to come to love the acronym TLC, mm. talk, listen, and consider. She is known for her famous saying, bless your heart. It's a, a cliche to most, but for Dawn, it's her reality. It keeps her grounded. She believes that God's desire is to gain the heart of all his children. Then she will continue to serve and respect God's people as he does. God is love. Dawn's favorite scripture, Jeremiah 29, 1. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, said the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Therefore, since only he knows, she has decided. How about that? She didn't let anybody else decide it for her. She has decided to dedicate her life to the one who knows. Come on, put Joe's hands together as we bring forth this second vessel of God. Bless the name of the Lord. Today shall be, thou shall be with thee in paradise. Go forth, woman of God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I don't know about this MC, but I know about Jesus. So I bless your heart. <laughs> you are right, okay. And I love God for it. Um, the way you start is how you gonna finish. Ain't that what they say? Okay, all right. So I'm 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 looking forward for what's ahead. I praise God for what's already been. Um, but I, I just want to throw this out here that you know God says, be ye also ready. Amen. Amen. So what I've done is I've asked a good friend of mine if she would bless us with song because i can't sing but i know she can so i want to i want to uh yield my mic to pastor kim i love you lord and i lift my voice to worship you, oh my soul, rejoice, take joy, my King, in what you hear, let it be a sweet sweet sound in your ear. I love you, Lord. 
I lift my voice to worship you, oh my soul, rejoice. Take joy, my King, in what you hear. Let it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm. Amen. Amen. Glory to Glory God. Glory to your name, God. Well, I bless you. I bless you, God. He knows. Hallelujah. I bless you, God. I bless you. Glory, God. glory, glory. I bless you, God. Mm. I bless you, God. Let Amen. us pray. Father, I ask right now that you simply decrease dawn and allow only your voice, my voice to be used as you speak the words you've given me in private to now the public audience that needs to hear what thus saith the Lord on this night. Amen, amen, and amen. amen. I give honor to Apostle Betty Christmas. I love you, sis. Um, I give honor to these fabulous women of God that have been ordained for such a time as this. Yes. For this very period that we're in right now. Mm -hmm. I'm coming to you with the second word, Luke 23 and 43, which says, And Jesus said unto him, Assuredly, I say to you, today yes. you will be with me in paradise yes and i'm gonna tag this message right now as we embark on the words uttered by jesus on this very long day when jesus died on the cross let me start with how the story unfolds on a hill called calvary upon an old rugged cross three huh. men jesus who had been blameless and without any sin and should not have been amongst the two other men who was there to receive their death sentence. Yet the two other men who hung with Jesus were absolutely guilty of their crimes, <clears throat> excuse me, they had committed and they were rightly awaiting their death sentence. Jesus didn't belong. We've termed this day as the crucifixion. When we talk about a crucifixion, it's a severe and an unjust punishment of suffering and persecution this was a day full of strenuous pain and torture. Despite the actions that were taking place, Jesus knew he had to endure it all. The soldiers began to mock and torture Jesus. They said things like, if you were the king of the Jews, save yourself. <laughs> As the torture and the mocking continued from the soldiers, one of the criminals chose to chime in, if you will, and use some insults of his own. He began questioning. Are you the Christ? If so, save yourself and us. Unlike the first criminal, though, the second criminal took a very different take. He began to rebuke the other criminal by asking him if he feared God because his judgment was coming. He explained that they deserved the punishment that was to be received according to their actions, but Jesus had done nothing wrong. So with sincerity of heart, this criminal asked Jesus to remember him when he got to his kingdom. This act shows, shows us that the criminal believed that Jesus was who he said he was, and it was clear to him that Jesus was going to die for a crime that he truly was not guilty of. 
This was all an act of true salvation. This criminal allowed us to see that even when you're in a situation where life looks like it's about to be over, you can use your final breath and your final moments to still be saved. As we already witnessed, as all these activities are going on this day, and they had already started, we found out, as my sister said, his first word was, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing. Father, I bless you. I bless you. I bless you. I bless you. Those were his first words. But Jesus then said, as gracefully as he knew how, he responds to that criminal and says, truly, I tell you, today, you will be with me in paradise. Now, this isn't simply a statement that Jesus did. It was a response. A response, you ask? Yes, absolutely. A response is a written or a verbal answer, a reaction to something that was requested. This response was profound. Jesus not only gave a response to the request of the criminal, but he also recognized in the repentance as the criminal acknowledged his guilt the criminal identified Jesus as having kingship and the fact that he had a kingdom that he was sure to acquire. Matthew 4 and 17 tells us and talks about it, how repenting because the kingdom of heaven is near. Jesus immediately answered the sinner and told him that he too would enter the gates of heaven to live in paradise. But he told him it would happen today, not later on, but today. I dare you to say now. He's now. Now. Yeah. Now. Yeah. I said today, you're going to come with me. I'm telling you, this is what you can happen. The scripture talks about today, meaning as we speak in the present moment. Oh, Jesus. Right now, in the midst of everything that's happening, everything that's happening to you today, he can do it for you today. Despite what you're going through, despite what it looks like, he said today, I can take you with me where I'm going. I did Come on. Come right on. Now. Right, right now. now. Said, right oh, now. Right now. In the midst of all of it. I don't care what you looks like. I don't care what you're going through. Yes, yes. I don't care what your neighbor said. I don't care what your people said. I don't care what nobody said. He said, right now, I'll take you with me. All you got to do is know who I am and know that Come I'm on. going somewhere. You can go with me. Father, I bless your holy name. God, bring me back. Come on back. Oh, Jesus, I thank you. I thank you. All I can say is I need Jesus to tell me today. Today. You can go with me. Not minister doing, just doing, doing. I'm going to take you with me today. I need to hear it today. I'm not waiting for tomorrow because guess what? It ain't guaranteed. Uh-huh. Yesterday. But because he rose me up today, I need him to say it to me today. Like he told that sinner, saved by grace. I'm going to take you with me because you know who I am. Catch that in the spirit. I know who he is. Do you? That's all I'm, I'm just asking a question. I'm just asking a question. That's all. Oh, Jesus, help me, Father. Help me, Father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm on my way to heaven. Huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. I done heard it already. Yeah. How about that? Did you hear it? Can you hear it? Open your ears. I'm hoping somebody opened their ears tonight because the, the woman of God already told y'all this was different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she told y'all this was going to be different. I don't know what it means to you, but I am different. Uh, that. About that. Fearfully and wonderfully made. That Come on. Yeah. Come on. Talk about Come on. It. He said he's going to take them to paradise. Paradise. A state of righteousness after death. Happiness and delight. 
It's also known as the third heaven, the place of God and the place where his presence resides. How about that? Yes. Are you in his presence? Yes. Do you know how to get in his presence? Do he hear? Yes. Yeah, I promise you he hear. Get, all you got to do is listen for him. Uh-huh. The moment was significant in that it represented yes. what Jesus was doing in that moment. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. In that moment. Yeah. Come on. Can you deal with the moment you're in? Uh-huh. Not the one you got through. How about that? Yeah, you got through it because you're here. Uh-huh. Not the one that's coming, but can you talk about what's happening right now? Right now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Even though we're not told what the criminals did to be sentenced to death, what we learn from the situation is that the sins of the world and the punishment deemed necessary by man. Who Jesus can be overthrown by the forgiveness that's granted by Jesus through repentance. Oh God. Father, I bless your holy name. I don't care what you say. Uh-huh. You, 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 and you. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you say. Uh-huh. <laughs> the death of Jesus and his promise of the criminals gives us hope and assurance of the compassion that Christ has towards mankind. All mankind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that right there. This is a confirmation in Romans 10 and 9 that says that if you confess with your mouth, hmm, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, yeah. you will be saved. Can you say Savior? The one and only Savior. How about that? Yeah, mm, talk good. Dog. This is a promise from God that those who follow him and accept him as Savior would give them eternal life with God. Uh-huh. That's how you get to go to paradise. Uh-huh. Hmm. Jesus, Father, I bless your holy name. This is true even for us today. Ask me how well, how you know. God is the same yesterday. Today and forevermore. Father, I bless you. That's the very promise given to those living when the words were spoken is available for us today. Can can you say right now? Right Right now. now. You here right now. Don't worry about me. Here right now, you all by yourself. You can't go with you didn't come here with nobody, you can't leave with nobody. How about that? Uh-huh. Let the people tag along on your train. Uh-huh. Yeah, how about that? Don't make every stop. You don't gotta stop at every stop. That's all I'm saying. You know, you got your you, you don't gotta stop at every stop. Mm-hmm. There, there's a whole bunch of stops, but you don't gotta stop at every stop. I don't know where that came from, but Father, I bless your holy name. I bless your holy name, okay? It's a fact that we can have hope in the promise that confessing Jesus as Lord is the key to life and life eternal with him in paradise. Mm-hmm. When we look at the so-called steps to salvation, this story disrupts all normalcy and even some policies, watch this, and protocols. Uh-huh, catch that. Yeah, some policies and protocols. Uh, that. Yeah, doing you can yeah. say that's church. Ha! Come on here, Father. I bless your holy name. Uh-huh. Yeah. What do you mean, minister? Mm-hmm. I'm glad you asked. The thief was saved. Watch this. Hear me clearly. The thief was saved without being baptized. Uh-huh. Come on. Had not taken the Lord's Supper. Come on. <laughs> was not in church. Mm-hmm. Come on. There was no new membership class. Mm-hmm. Come on. No right hand of fellowship. Uh-huh. Guess it. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. No type and offering. Come on. Come no on. Sunday school class. No Bible study. No leadership. And probably watch this. No good works. 
Ah, yeah, blood, I bless your holy name. It ain't about what you did. It's about how good he is. Uh-huh. He was giving God's promise to be with him in paradise despite himself. Oh, Father, I bless your holy name. It's despite you who God is. Oh, I bless you, Father. Uh-huh. My question to you is, are you following protocol or are you following Jesus? Jesus. I'm going to get out of here because, yeah, I feel them. Yeah, I'm going to get on out of here. But on my way to heaven, right? (laughs) Today, today I want to let you know that those who truly repent, even if it's in your final moments of life, the final ones. So that's for somebody who might be out there sick, but was able to hear this message tonight. Just in case you think it's your last breath. I dare you. I double dog dare you to declare Jesus. Just be able to murmur it out your mouth. Wave your hand. Do any of the signs that only Jesus can know. I dare you to know that he will. He will. You will be forgiven by God and taken to heaven with him just like anybody else. This is what I deem as his instance of grace. And understanding the sinner was instantly transformed into a saint and made fit paradise we all can have it happen i would advise some and declare to others if you have not received salvation it's available to you right now right now amen and amen my god my god my god ah i'm just going to take a deep breath good god almighty my god my god Woman of God, <laughs> woman of God. She done started off going old school. Talking about the old rugged cross, that messed me up there. And then she done moved in and said, now, today, when she said repeated, my mouth couldn't open fast enough. I just learned to obey when God is speaking. Then she going to talk about they hadn't been baptized, hadn't been hadn't taken the Lord's Supper, no new member class. I'm about ready to throw my hands off. Good God Almighty. Thank you, woman of God. Are you following protocol or are you following Jesus? Don't get it twisted, people of God. Bless God. <laughs> Bless the name of the Lord. I done told y'all these are chosen vessels. And I bless God. I bless God. I bless a mighty God. Can we give God some hand praises again? Thank you. I see some doing that. So whatever you deem fit, bless the name of the Lord. Our next vessel to come forth is Apostle Pignan. But because she's in a different time frame than us, I was told she worked the late hours. So she may join us at a later time. So we're going to move to the next one. Apostle Kim Watson, who would be teaching on my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? Come on, let's praise the Lord for this chosen vessel. Go forth, my God. God. Go forth. Man, I don't want to go after uh, Minister Bourne. Y'all playing with me tonight. Y'all playing with me. First of all, she made me sing the song that I was going to sing before I said anything. And I wasn't, I was not ready for that, but God bless. Um, But there is small song in my heart that is always there. It says, I love you. I love you. 
I love you, Lord, today because you care for me in such a special way. That's why I praise you. I lift you up and I magnify your name. That's why my heart is filled with praise. Father, I thank you now. Yes, Father, I ask that you would move me out of your way. Whatever you have for me to speak today, God, whatever you have me to do today, I am in your hands and I am doing your will, oh God. Whatever your will, not my will, but your will be done, oh God. I thank you and I praise you for this moment in time. And I ask that you would bless this desk to be your sacred desk, that I may stand and declare the wonders and the glory of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Blessings to everyone um, and protocol to everyone that is due in the room. We already done that. We've already established that and we bless God for it. I have um, the fourth word and it says, and about Matthew 27, 46 out of the King James Version says, and about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, Lama, Sabbatani, that is to say, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? And I have to be honest, I cringed when I realized that I was assigned this word because I think it is a difficult word to break down and to put into a message. And, and maybe that's just me. So I began to ask God, I said, God, what is it? about this that we need to understand. And realistically, it did not come to me until an hour before I signed on. Mm. And so if you give me seven minutes, seven ladies on the seventh of oh. the seven words, my, my. I need you to understand the weight of the assignment. Come There's on, nothing further that we as believers need to understand about the suffering of Jesus at this moment. We are well aware of what Jesus has endured, having been betrayed, having his friends turn their back on him, having all of those that healed, delivered, that he set free, not speak up for him to speak of his innocence in this moment. We know that he has been beaten. He has been bruised. A crown of thorns have been placed on his head. But now we find ourselves coming up to the last hour of our Savior's life. And I would have to say this is a critical point in the story. Jesus, knowing his assignment in his full divinity, has previously asked for a pardon in his full humanity. He went to the garden. He said, Father, if it be thy will, let this cup pass from me. But it's still, let's make it real clear. Not my will, Lord. That's right. But thy will be done. That's right. It has come to the point that the weight of his assignment has now come into its full manifestation. And with that comes the most disheartening, heartbreaking, sad portion of the whole process. And see, I believe that Jesus knew that this was going to be a part of the process. 
And this is my thought because when he was in the garden, he was crying out for this cup to be passed. He had to know what was going to happen when he took on the sins of the world. See, I'm sure like uh, Jesus, unlike some of us, would be able to get over the fact that he had been falsely accused. I think that maybe he would have been okay with his boy Peter denying him three times. He could have even been okay with Judas selling him out for 30 pieces of silver. The wounds from the beatings, they, they would heal. The pain would pass. The sadness of having to surrender his mother to his mother's care to someone else, that would pass. We have a problem when folks walk away from us. We have a problem when friends talk behind our backs. If we want to be honest, we have been sold out for less than 30 pieces of silver in our own lives. But this part, this part right here is something that just seems unbearable. Jesus is now experiencing this full weight of his assignment. And that means that his father can't Look at him. Mm. Jesus is feeling something that he has never, ever felt before. The father that he has known his whole life and before his natural life has had to turn his head away from him because of his assignment. My question is, what are you willing to sacrifice for your assignment? What are you willing to bear for your assignment? The father has turned away and Jesus cries out because this is something that he has not experienced before. Imagine having a child and maybe some of you can understand this. Your child has been involved in a traumatic experience and you understand the magnitude of what has happening and what is happening and you want to grab your child and you want to fix it, but you can't. You want to take away the pain, but you can't. The doctors have said he is going to make it or she's going to make it. It's going to be all right. She's going to be in full republic, in full recovery. But there's nothing you can do until they go through their assignment. I can imagine um, my mother, when she got the call the day that I was in an accident with my children and I was all broke up and I was shattered up. And I can imagine that when she gets to the hospital, she's not prepared for what she sees. She doesn't see the little girl that she brought up. She doesn't see the little girl that is now become a woman. What she sees is her child laying on a stretcher where there's blood everywhere. There's broken bones everywhere. And for a moment, she has to turn and walk away because she can't bear to see her child in that state. And even though this event would become a part of my assignment, that doesn't matter at the moment because that's the mother. Why doesn't it matter? Because she has a relationship as a mother and a daughter, but yet and still she can't bear to see what's happening to me when so she walks out of the room and I look around and I don't see and I cry out, mommy, mommy, where did you go? Why did you leave me? Jesus knew that his father had turned away because how did he know? Because they had relationship. 
He had always been able to feel his father's presence. He was always able to understand and talk to him whenever he needed to and whenever he wanted to. They had such a relationship that he even understood the unspoken words between a father and a son. The relationship between this father and son was solid. But now, now Jesus, I can't feel him. Now his presence has gone away from me. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? At this moment, you'll notice the, the, the verbiage change because throughout the gospels, he refers to God as his father, his father, his father. But at this moment, Jesus is appealing to the sovereignty of his father. And he cries out, my God, my God, revealing the truth of their relationship. Yes, you're my father, but more importantly, you are my God. Understanding that in that moment, Jesus is bearing all of the sins of the world. Not only is he bearing the sin, but he's putting into place the process by which we will never have to make another sacrifice as we're done in the Old Testament. Mm. He was the perfect lamb. He was the perfect sacrifice. He was the perfect redeemer. He was the perfect savior. He was setting up our redemption and he had to do this part alone. And because he had to do this alone, that means God understood his assignment. He knew what needed to happen and he could not interfere. How hard could it have been for the father to watch his son suffer and not feel the need to come in and rescue him, understanding that because he's God and because he's all powerful and because he's all knowing, if he wanted to intervene, he could have intervened, but he didn't intervene because he couldn't intervene. Don't ask me to repeat that. There are going to be times in your life that it may seem like God is not there. The weight of your assignment seems unbearable. It may even seem that God has turned away. But what I need you to understand is that maybe God needs things to work out in a particular way. And although you may have prayed a certain thing, although you may have asked a certain thing, although you may have cried out for a certain thing, he may not intervene so that his will can be done. Uh It just may be a part of your assignment to go Uh through. Uh It may be a part of your assignment to endure. It may be a part of your assignment for your friends to walk away. It may be a part of your assignment for your husband to walk away. It may be a part of your assignment that illness takes your body. It may be a part of your assignment that you have to bear some things. My God. How many of you have felt the weight of your assignment? Come on, apostles. Come on, prophets. Come on, teachers. Come on, ministers. You felt the weight of your assignment. Yes. And you felt like everybody has walked away. You have yes. lost loved ones and friends and family won't speak to you. And people that you grew up don't want to be bothered with you no more. But let me tell you my story. Even if I have to go by myself, well, my assignment has to be completed. 
Even if I have to go alone, my assignment has been completed. And because of the cross, I know that God had, Jesus has made a way that God does not have to turn away from my sin because Jesus nailed my sin to the cross. Come on. Come on, Jesus. And so my assignment has to be be completed and my assignment will be completed. See, I understand that because of Jesus's assignment, I won't have to do what he did. I won't have to endure what he did because of his assignment. I'll never be alone because of Jesus's assignment. I have an advocate because of Jesus's assignment. I can turn it over to him when I can't bear it because of Jesus's assignment. We know that he won't put more on me than I can bear because of Jesus's assignment. I'm more than a conqueror. And because of Jesus's assignment, I have the victory. And because of Jesus's assignment, my assignment will be fulfilled. God bless you. Amen. Mighty God. Mighty God. God. My God. My God. Amen. Wild. Glory to God. Glory the to God. Of the assignment. Glory to God. Glory. What are Glory. you willing to bear for your assignment? Bless the mighty God. But I want to do something I did not do. I want to share her bio with you all as I did with the others. Is that all right? I just got so involved with the word that come forth, but I'm going to go back and make it right. Apostle Kimberly Watson. She is the pastor of True Restoration Outreach Ministry, which is currently a, a virtual ministry with more than 20 years. God bless you. In ministry, Apostle Kim's message of power and restoration has helped and guided men and women through their spiritual journey. She understood at an early age that any of her success would never be for herself, but all to the glory of God. She has navigated a career of counseling and mentoring with ease. Her unmitigated determination to be victorious, her education and her professional accruement, she promotes strategics strategies that incorporate her faith in God and assist the men and women under her voice in facilitating of making a better life choice and prioritizing self-responsibilities and accountability and thoughts, word, and action. Understanding God's divine calling on her life, Pastor Kim has weathered to testimony, poverty, abuse, homelessness, alcoholism, and severe depression, which have been Apostle Kim Watson's greatest motivation for being a conduit for transformational change. Look at God. Look at my God. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. Never losing yes, her Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Never losing her yeah, focus. Through all the holiness. Yeah, Lord. Never losing her focus. Yeah, go on. She can personally attest to these being the tools of her triumph and the building block of support for all on her journey to become who God have called her to be. Could God Almighty. God be the glory. Look at God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I keep telling y'all. God is doing something different in these seven women. To God be the 
Ooh, he even letting us know where he bought them from to where they are today. See, ain't Amen. none of them. Well, none of them born where they at now. Come on, y'all. Let's right. just tell the truth about them. We all got a testimony. Amen. And I bless the mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to go back. I was told that Apostle Pinckney, is that correct? That she is on now? Uh, we shared that because of her work hours, she would be joining us lately. So we're going to go back and uh, let me read her bio. Apostle Carolyn Pickney, she's senior pastor, teacher, Fortress Fresh Fire International Bible Ministry, Inc. That's out of Silverport, Bozier, California. Okay. Louisiana. Okay. Louisiana. Mother, okay. Mother of, mother of four beautiful, God-fearing young adults, prophetess Rochelle, Forgive me if I do not pronounce these, these names correctly. Prophet John and my son, Prophet Russell, along with his lovely wife, Natalie. Also a grandmother of three beautiful princesses, mm. London, Kelly, and KB. Wonderful. I love my daughter-in-law, Prophetess Natalie, and future son-in-love, Al and Brandon. I thank God we have been redeemed by the mighty blood of Jesus. You better say that. Uh, she is, she stated her feet is standing, hmm, fixed, and established on the word. What a foundation. To God be the glory, woman of God. Her favorite scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Please put your hands together and join us as we praise God for this vessel that will be making an impartation in us on tonight. God bless you, woman of God. God bless you. Thank you so much. I greet you, our gracious MC, um, tonight. Uh, God bless you. God bless you, Apostle Betty and all of the women of God. I don't know your names, but I thank God you are my covenant sisters in the Lord. And I appreciate you. And I thank you for the warm welcome and the introduction. And let's go for it. I'm ready to deliver. I, I said, Lord, I don't need no music. Glory to God. I, I got a song in my heart. I'm not going to sing it. I'm just going to praise him through the word. Amen. 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 Through the word. Hallelujah. If you mind, uh, let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I just bless your name, God. <clears throat> Thank you for the opportunity, <clears throat> the opportunity to serve with my sisters in Christ, oh God. Father, it's an honor and a privilege to speak your word, to speak life to those who are viewing us that are receiving the word of life. God, is my desire to please you. It is my desire to please you, to give you the glory, the honor, and all the praise God draw by your spirit. Those that need to hear a word from the Lord, a now word, a reveling word, God, a word that will edify them, transform their lives, God, and cause them, Lord God, to receive new birth, 
restoration and healing and deliverance, God, in every area of their lives. Shalom, shalom, peace. Nothing missing, nothing broken, and nothing lacking. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, I have several scriptures that I will be sharing. Uh, my subject tonight that I have been given and the one that I believe I chose was John chapter 18, verse 26 through 27. And Jesus is speaking. And he says to his mother, and he says to the beloved disciple John, as they are at the foot of the cross, when he saw his mother standing there whom he loved, he said, woman, here is your son. And he said, son, behold your mother. But I'm going to go back, first of all, to when Mary conceived her son because she did not have the normal uh, conception. So the word of the Lord reads to us, and I'm reading from St. Luke uh, chapter 1, and it says to us, according to the word of God, and behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father, David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and ever of his kingdom. And there shall be no end. There should be no end. His kingdom is everlasting. And also, I want to share another scripture prophecy being fulfilled luke 2 and 35 the prophecy of simeon that a sword would pierce her tender heart speaking about jesus's mother today as we are sharing and we are worshiping on this holy day known as good friday it is a holy day has been a holy week and a great week of celebration as we celebrate our passover lamb but here we have the mother of Jesus at the foot of the cross. Mary is there when many of Jesus's disciples have fleed because of fear. His mother is there. John is there. And believe me, his half brothers were standing somewhere around there, James and Jude. Jesus had a dysfunctional family just like many of us have dysfunctional family members or have families that are dysfunctional where we have family members that don't receive who we are who we say we are and our calling jesus had that too because his brothers were not one of his disciples neither did they follow him neither did they believe that he was the son of the living god here we have his mother only imagine in your mind being a mother and seeing your son on the cross. Not only seeing his physical pain, but his psychological pain. But even in that pain, he saw his mother and he cared enough about his mother and cared about her security, cared about her protection. See, the, some 
uh, some kids don't even care about their mothers, don't even care about her estate, don't care about their well-being. But Jesus being on the cross, pierced, spit on, hecklered, jeered at, sneered at, even told to come down off the cross. Still, he was concerned about his mother and concerned about her well-being. He was concerned about her just like she was concerned about him. Unconditional love. She cared about every bump, every bruise in his heart, not just his body. She followed him faithfully. She, she showed us as an example how to follow her son. She showed us as an example how to stand with her son. She stood with him when he was being persecuted, lied on, talked about. Now he's being crucified. She stood with him. And you know what he said? You standing with me, I'm standing with you. I'm on this cross, but I have a disciple that has stood with me, a beloved disciple, a disciple that loved me, stood with me, didn't flee. And that disciple is not going to flee from you because I am leaving you secure. I'm leaving you in the care of somebody that that I trust. See, we as when my mother was living, uh, I shared this today. When my mom was living, and she needed assistance, and I had to hire uh, caregivers, I had to hire sitters to stay with my mom. I cared about her well-being. I wanted them to care for my mother the way I cared for my mother. I wanted them to attend for my mother the way I attended to my mother. We cannot just leave our loved ones, our mothers, those of you who have your mothers, in the hands of people that don't care about your mother. Don't love your mother. See, Mother's Day is not just once a year. Mother's Day is every day. Mother's Day is every day. Even though Mary conception was supernatural, Joseph was not Jesus's earthly father, but Mary was his spiritual mother and Mary was his biological mother whom God had chosen. There are a lot of individuals, people who don't even have a relationship with their mothers don't even call their mothers, don't even check on their mothers, won't even pick up the phone and say, I love you, mother. Thank you for being with me. Jesus, mother, remain at the foot of the cross. She bared his suffering. She continued to follow him, unflinching, even as he was groaning. She was right there, but you know what? He even saw her groaning. He saw her tears. He cared about her. So Mary is our example today. Even though prophecy is being fulfilled and she knew that a sword would be would pierce her heart because a sword would pierce her son's side, that he would receive nail prints in his hand. He would receive 39 strikes on his back. My God. You know, many of us can't even stand for somebody to talk about our children. Not not just hit them. Don't even talk about them. We we can't even take. Don't you talk about my child? Cause that's my child. Let me talk about my child. But we talking about hitting my child, hurting my child. That's another story. You know, I always say, you know, uh, if 
somebody touched my children without, I mean, illegally touched them, they might as well get ready, get the bond money ready. I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming for you. Because <laughs> that's my child. Mary, just imagine Mary seeing all of this happening to her child, even though it was prophecy. I know it had to be unconditional love. Who can stand to see their child suffer? Who can stand to see their child spit on? Who can stand to see their child jeered at, sneered at? She had to be a strong woman, but Jesus, and he said, woman, this was affectionate because at that time, the, the men, they addressed the women as woman. I remember my father and my mom, they had such a good relationship. And when he wanted to say, tell her something affectionate, he'll say, come here, woman. But it was affectionate. It wasn't offensive to her. She understood it. And she had the biggest smile on her face, just like Jesus. That woman, behold thy son. You know, it was affectionate. It was dear. It was dear affectionate. Affectionate that it was from the heart. But Jesus Christ, he's teaching us. He's teaching us how to love. He's teaching us through his mother how to follow him, how to be committed. See, we have to be committed in this relationship. He was committed to her on the cross. She was committed to him, even though she knew he was not going to have a long life here on this earth. And he will suffer. Let me ask you a question. If your mother is living today, do you care about her security? Do you care about her protection? Do you love her enough that you will honestly prepare for the future? Because in those days, the eldest son was responsible for their mother. They were responsible for making sure that the mother was taken care of. Like, I'm the oldest daughter. So my mother's passed but i was responsible i wasn't dependent on i had at the time my oldest brother was living but i wasn't dependent on my oldest brother to do anything because i'm the oldest girl so i wanted to take care of my mom i wanted to be there for my mother it has to be that unconditional love it has to be that type of love where you say you know what you sacrifice for me you know what mary sacrificed her body a young teenager, one who was espoused to Joseph, one who could have been ostracized, cast away. My God, she made a sacrifice herself because she yielded her body to the Holy Spirit. She yielded her womb to the Holy Spirit to carry him for nine months. My God there was a divine connection between him and Mary. And so I can only say this. Jesus said, you know what? Even though I didn't have a, a unbiblical cord, like those of us who had one that was attached and some are still attached to the unbiblical cord. But Jesus said, you know what? I'm on this cross, but I haven't lost my focus, mama. I still got you in my heart, mama. And I am going to leave you secured and protected. Check your love walk with your mother. Check your love walk with Jesus. Check your fellowship. See how you live it. See if your heart's committed. Not just committed to your purpose, but committed to your love. Because you got to love 
unconditionally, like Jesus loved his mother and his mother loved him and John loved Jesus and his mother. I leave with you this. If you don't do anything else, love the way Mary loved her son and love the way her son loved her. And I say to you, thank you for receiving me today. It has been an honor to serve you the word of God. God bless you. God Come on, let's you. praise God for the words. Thank you so much. Yes, bless you, your name. Check Amen. your love walk with God. And even with your mother, I can identify with you, Apostle. My mother's dead and gone. And I'm telling you the truth. When she was here, her 10 children did everything within our power to take care of her. So you know what? When she closed her eyes and went on to heaven, we could rejoice because we know we did right by mom. So I bless the mighty God for that word on tonight. I'm going to move to Minister Miller, uh, the vessel to speak on. Um, I thirst is not here, but I'm going to do a change. So I want you women of God to be prepared for, I'm, for what I'm going to ask you to do after Minister Alice Miller come forth. Get in your head and your thoughts and your mind. We're not going to take all night. I just want you to take two minutes. Hear me clear. I don't need you to try to preach all night. Two minutes to give me what God give you talking about at thirst. After two minutes, I'm going to cut you mm -hmm. off, but two minutes, and I'm going to call you after Minister Miller. She's going to be speaking on, not speaking, this vessel. Her topic is, it is finished. Let me read her bio while you all get that in your mind, said and think. Minister Alice Miller, she is a native of Whiteville, North Carolina. She relocated to Winston-Salem years ago, where she met and married Clyde Miller. She is the mother of Quinzel McMillan and the grandmother of Ryan McMillan. Minister Miller has a heart for worship, evangelizing, and prayer. She continues to dedicate herself to the Lord by studying his word and applying godly principles to her daily life. She has a desire to help people and is driven by compassion, love, and humility. She has always tried to encourage, to motivate, and to enlighten those around her. Minister Miller graduated from Guilford Technical Community College with honors and was awarded an associate degree in human service and substance abuse counseling. She has done volunteer work with Alabasta Place, a training and support center where she was not only a volunteer and a spiritual mentor as well. She knows the importance of having a mentor that someone God has placed in your life to help you to get to the next dimension in him. She has been a volunteer at Golden Lamb Ram Home for the past 10 years, going in and sharing the word of God to those who can no longer fellowship outside of the walls of the rest home. Accepting the call to ministry, Minister Miller started this life-changing journey under the leadership of Ray L. Wallaton, pastor of Christian Foundation Church Incorporation of Winston-Salem. God has transitioned her under the spiritual covering of Dennis Bishop, pastor of First Walltown Baptist Church here in Winston-Salem. She is the founder of Chosen Vessel Ministry, whose mission is to unite 
and affirm the word of God in the hearts of all mankind through biblical teaching to see the hurt and to heal it and to find the need and supply it, praise God. Her prayer is that she remains humble as she continues to be gracious witness to those who don't know God and a blessing to those that do. One of her favorite scriptures is Job 33, 4 out of the Amplified Bible. It is the spirit of God that make me, which have stirred me up and the breath of the almighty that give me life, which imparts me. I kept laughing when I was saying Minister Miller, to me, she's Alice. No disrespect. That's my girl, my right hand girl. So it was kind of hard for me, Alice, to call you Minister Alice Miller. But I love you. Put your hands together for this chosen vessel to impart into us what God has given her. To God be the glory. Um, I, God is just good. I thank God for all of the words that have been shared. Um, and it's been a blessing to me. Um, I'm just going to get right into it. Um, my topic is, it is finished. I, I don't need a subtopic. That, that, that says, oh, it is finished. John 19, verse 30. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. Now, the Greek word for uh, that means to tell stop. That means paid in full. This word is a present perfect tense, which identifies a past completed action or event with continual effects or results. <laughs> uh, I, love, I love that because, see, this happened over 2,000 years ago, and here we are in 2020. Three, still talking about it is finished. The work didn't end it when he lay, when he took gave up his goals. It's still happening now. See, this word back then is used by merchants, shepherds, and priests use it when they find a perfect sheep ready for sacrifice as Christ died as the perfect Lamb of God. Servants, when they were finishing their work and they report to their masters. That's what they use to tell us that. Christ, the obedient servant, when he finished his work that the Father gave him to do, it was paid in full. The dictionary states, finished means a piece of work having been completed or ended. It means perfect or perfected, brought to a state of completion. It means a term of conclusion, if done. The whole will of the Father was summed up of the obedience of the Son on the cross. Mm -hmm. On that day, Jesus brought about the completion of the Old Testament prophets, symbols, and foreshadowing of who they thought he was. Ah, my God. See, that's one thing to know, Jesus. And one thing that thank you, know Jesus. At the age of 12, he said to his mom and his father, Joseph, and Mary, his earthly parents, I got to be about my father's business. That was hmm. Luke 248. You know, we all know that story when they had traveled for one of the festivals and 
on their way home, which was a three three day journey, I think on the on on feet, because that's how they travel on donkeys and feet, camels. Mary realized she didn't have a baby. <laughs> so when she realized that, you know, she, like most friends, we gotta go find our children. Back then, they couldn't put out an APB. Oh, they couldn't call 911. They had to turn around and go back. So when they got back to Jesus, and Jesus said, why are you looking for me, woman? Don't you know I got to be about my father's business? So at an early age, he knew his purpose. He knew what he was supposed to do. So even as then, Jesus was only minutes away of concluding his ultimate work in the flesh, offering himself as our atoning sacrifice, his beaten body and shed blood paying for our sins. As it always stated already that he died for something that he didn't do. He was nailed to the cross for us. Jesus never wavered from his destiny. He knew exactly why and what he was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. He had a assignment to complete. He was the Lamb of God slain from foundation, finding in Revelation 13 and 8. Now he triumphed. Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross in despising the shame. Hebrews 12 and 2. When he said it is finished, he sealed Satan's faith. It was through Jesus' death that he might destroy he who had the power of death. Hebrews 2.14 It is finished was a conqueror's cry. It was Christ's cry of a profound significance and ultimate joy which must have resounded throughout the entire universe. As the Lord Jesus pronounces his triumph victory over sin, Satan, and death. It was for this cause that Christ was born into the Virgin Mary, to a woman who had not been with a man. It was the, for this cause a man born without, so to speak, she said, an unbearable cause. <laughs> this was the reason why he was born. To pronounce the victory over sin, death, and Satan. Jesus Christ emptied himself of his former glory by assuming a form of a slave and taking upon himself the likeness of man. For he came to seek and to save that which was lost and to call sinners to repentance. He came to the, come to become our perpetuation for sin. If he had not have done this, there would be no forgiveness of sin. If Peter said, Dad, I can't do this. He was in the Garden of Gethsemane praying sweats of blood, drops of blood, and he said, if this cup can pass for me, let it be. But if not, nevertheless, let thy will be done. So he knew the pain that he was going to go through, but he said, nevertheless, what about you? Sometimes we don't even, we, we cry and hurt when we stuff our toes. You know, we talk about the pain, but can you can you endure the pain he went through for you? So this was the reason why Jesus came. 
He came to suffer so we didn't have to suffer. And yes, the Bible says we're going to go through trials and tribulations, but not the suffering that Jesus went through. He did it so we don't have to. So when Jesus said it is finished, he was not announcing that he himself was finished, but that the penalty for sin had been paid in full. You know how it is when you pay a debt, a credit card off, and you get you get that stamp paid in full. You feel happy, you feel joyous. You know how it feels when you complete an assignment that your boss is giving you, and you know you did a good job. Jesus knew he did a good job. He died an excellent death. It may have been a painful death, but it was an excellent death because he not he neither mumbled nor complained. While he was on that cross. Instead of doing that, like the first minister said, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And then, like the young minister said again, she said, instead of him condemning, he said, come on, baby, you're going to be with me in paradise. You're going to be with me. And he's saving souls for the cross. <laughs> what about you? We get sick and we can't even pick up the phone and pray for nobody. But we too big, we too busy in our stuff instead of realizing that we need to worry about somebody else. But God, Jesus, God's perfect son, he wasn't thinking about himself. He was still thinking about saving souls while he was taking his last breath. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my God, my God. The purchase price for mankind had been fully and finally met. And its effect had, must have rocked the foundations of hell and caused the heavenly choir of angelic voices to explode in a jubilant praise. See, Satan thought he won. But that goes to let you know he don't know nothing. That was the beginning of the ending of who he was and who he is. Jesus came to fulfill both the law and the prophets and to announce himself as God's anointed king and firstborn son. He came to pay the price for sin and to seek and save that which was lost. And all who would believe on the name of him, the name above all names. He came to do the will of the Father and to demonstrate God's incredible love for humanity. He uh oh. Uh oh. Jesus. I think hers went out. Oh, he mad. He mad. The devil mad. <laughs> you lose again, though. I promise Come you. On. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Mad. I'm going to put it out there. He mad. <laughs> well, we, we, we bless God. We heard what we heard. Yes, what, sir. What we needed to hear. So yes, he still sir. had no victory. Amen. You don't have Amen. any victory. Amen. Amen. Well, we bless God. And if she comes back on, okay. Maybe she's logging back in. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't see it. The devil mad. Okay. Jesus. Until she comes back in, we're going to move forward. And I ask you ladies to give me two minutes talking about what Jesus said. The word of God said during the approximately six hours, Jesus Christ hung on the cross. Our Lord spoke seven final statements. One of those statements is recorded in John 19, 28. Later knowing that everything 
that now been finished. And so the scripture would be fulfilled. Don't you know there are some things in our life that's going to be fulfilled? Amen. They got to be. If God spoke it, it's going to come the to pass. The devil is a lie. Hallelujah. I know Bless you know. Bless Almighty God. Bless <laughs> Almighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> ah, he mad. He mad. When Jesus said it was finished, he was stating mission accomplished. When Jesus said it was finished, he was talking about purpose achieved. When Jesus was stating it was finished, he said perfect execution of the problem. He said it was finished because he knew those were the victorious words. When Jesus said it was finished, he was talking about all the types promises and prophecies, they were finished. He brought the completion to every promise. Every promise that's in the word of God, it is finished. God said it is yes and amen. When Jesus said it was finished, he was talking about the sacrifices and the ceremonies of the priesthood were finished. You don't need to kill another animal, another lamb, ox, a bull, a dove. I did it. What Jesus said it was finished. That meant he was talking about perfect obedience to the Father. When Jesus said it was finished, he was talking about the satisfaction of God's justice was finished. When Jesus said it was finished, he was saying to the power of Satan, you have no control over my family no more. Jesus said it was finished. He said, your healing, it is finished. Your deliverance, it is finished. Your salvation, it is finished. When Jesus said it's finished, he said, your joy is finished. When Jesus was talking about it, it's finished. Your sanctification is finished. Your peace is finished. When Jesus said it was finished, he talked about your identity. You are my child. You don't have to wander around trying to figure out who you are because you have faith in me. You are my child. You are the king. You are the king's kid. So when Jesus was talking about his finish, he said, your adoption is finished. The shed blood, I signed your adoption papers in my blood. When Jesus said it was finished, he said, now you can take your rightful place because I took your place on the cross. Now you can take my place and be in place with me in the kingdom of glory. Hallelujah. When Jesus said it was finished, he was saying, it's a done deal, baby. It's a done deal. I covered you in my blood. And what Jesus did can never be repeated or imitated. It needs no suffering. It will never lose its power throughout the age. That's why the Bible says we sing the song. The blood still works. <laughs> That's right. The blood still works. And what he did on the cross, it still works. My God. It never loses power. Never. And because it was finished then, it is still finished today. Amen. Our joy, our salvation, our life has been summed up and it is finished. So if we can complete the work that God has given us to do the way he completed the work, that his father told him to. And the woman of God said, we got to check our love walk with God. When we say we love God, there's how when you say you love God and you don't love your brother or your sister. That's it. When Jesus said it was finished, 
That was that was the ultimate display of love. If you want to know what love looks like, take a look at Jesus. Remember him on the cross. That's what love looks like. If you want to know what obedience looks like, take a look at Jesus. Look at the, what he did on the cross because he obeyed the Father. Amen. He obeyed the Father. And he even knew the Father had to turn his back on him because his Father could not stand to look at him. Like the woman of God said, when her mother came to see her in the hospital, she had to walk away because she didn't see her baby. Jesus was unrecognizable because of all the weight of the sin and iniquity that he bore for us. Help us, Holy Ghost. So when you want to know the true love of God, know and look at the cross. And remember, God said it is finished. He didn't put a comment behind that. It's an exclamation mark. It is finished. <laughs> Done deal. You don't need to add nothing to it, and you don't need to take nothing from it. Come it on. Come deal. on. The done it deal. Is finished. Mm -hmm. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God the glory. Now, women of God, as I call you out, I want you to give me just two minutes talking about I thirst. I'm watching the clock. I'm going to ask Minister Edie if she would start off for us. I thirst. Uh, I thirst. Uh, by definition, <laughs> to thirst means to want something very much. Mm -hmm. In the world today, that's a slang word when they say that you're thirsty. You want something more than you deserve or you even ready for. So for say me, that. I thirst for Jesus. All right, now. He's the eternal flow of living water. So All I'm right. trying to be thirsty. <laughs> so that's what I'm Thirst for something that you can actually acquire. <laughs> Amen. That's good. Amen. That's good, woman of God. Thank you for your obedience. Pastor Kim. Amen. Um, I thirst. Again, we are seeing God in his full humanity and his full divinity because he's thirsty because he has carried his cross. He's thirsty because he has endured all of this hardship and he is out there for all of these hours and he's dehydrated. But because of his thirst, I don't have to thirst Come anymore. On. Because of his sacrifice, I don't have to sacrifice anymore. Because he carried my sin, I don't have to carry my sin anymore. I can give it to him in forgiveness and redemption. So when he thirsts, he opened up a well that will never run dry. He opened up a well that I have free access to because he died on the cross, because he was buried and rose again. I don't have to thirst anymore because he thirsted. God bless you. Minister McCoy, are you still on? Okay. Apostle Pinkney. I thirst. Give me two minutes. Praise the Lord. I thirst. Well, I thirst not only because I hunger and thirst after righteousness, mm -hmm. but I am salt and light, and others should be thirsty when they come to hear the word of God then through me. And because I am salt and light, 
others should be thirsty as well and thirsty for him and they shall be filled because they shall not be like the woman at the well looking for love in all the wrong places but when they come and receive jesus they're going to go and tell others come see a man yeah by myself and they will be filled with the everlasting flow of water the water of life i thirst God bless you. Minister Miller, two minutes. I thirst. I thirst. When I think about that, I think about what you thirsty for the natural water of thirsty for something from heaven. But like Pastor Kim said, because he thirsts, I don't have to thirst no more. And thirst means when you thirsty, you craving something real bad. You want it real bad. You, your mouth is dry. It's like you're missing something and you want something. And so they, when they gave him the vinegar, the sour, you know, it's like, I don't know whether he drank it, but he, he, he sort of wet his lip for a little bit. And that was all he needed, just a little bit. But in the natural, sometimes we get so thirsty, we start hungry and thirsting after things that we don't need. But because he thirsts, I don't have to thirst, and if I thirst, I can thirst after the right thing, and that's the thirsting after the righteousness of God. Bless oh the God. name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you. We're going to bring our last chosen vessel to bring forth the word. Let me share her bio with you. None other than Apostle Betty B.J. Christmas. She is an anointed and gifted woman of God, born yes. with a purpose, for mm. yes. a purpose, yes. on purpose, and yes. purpose, good God, yes. for his purpose for such a time as this. Hallelujah. She is the wife, she's an ordained minister of the gospel, a marriage and family counselor, a certified life coach, creative writer, a TV host, podcast host, an author, as well as an entrepreneur. Do she not wear many hats? Oh my God. God be the glory for the grace he have given you to wear those hats. She is the founder of Betty J. Christmas Ministry with several affiliations under her umbrella. Butterfly Ministry for you, Inc. 501c3 nonprofit organization, but Beyond the Walls International Ministries, Healthy Things for You, and Heart to Heart Wedding Services. She studied and received her BA degree in psychology with a major in psychology from Winston-Salem State University, that's up in Graham. She is a graduate from the Jehovah Jireh Bible College receiving a certificate of biblical studies. She holds master's degrees in human services with a focus on marriage and family, counseling from Liberty University and a BA of divinity. Apostle Christmas has a personal visitation from the Lord at the age of 12. During this visitation, he told her she had to be chosen to do his work in the earth. From that moment, she knew she was different, gifted with great faith, prophetic dreams, speaking and writing. It took her 20 years to officially become licensed to preach. 2013, she stood publicly and delivered her initial sermon. 
I'm still here that you are at Jehovah Jireh Praise and Worship Church Center under the leadership of Bishop Rudy Van Carton in Newark, New Jersey, March 2022, she was ordained with an apostolic anointing. Apostle Christmas has been chosen by the Lord to be an apostle, to go wherever he sent her to assist pastors with planting, establishing churches and sharing the good news of the gospel throughout the world. Her ultimate desire is to encourage, inspire, and help transform others to walk in their purpose-driven life. In 2015, she married Keith, mm, her gift of a husband. <laughs> Gone, girl. Her re they recently reside in Mount Holly, North Carolina, a surfboard just outside of Charlotte. With this union, she declares, for me, every day is Christmas. Hmm. She has always found comfort in the word of God, but especially love in what has become one of her favorite scriptures. And we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Romans 8.28. Come on, put your hands together as this chosen vessel brings forth the word on tonight. Hallelujah. Father, into thy hand, I commend my spirit. My God. Thank you, woman of God. I cannot sing. But this song is playing in the background. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Has been in my spirit all week. Simply Calvary. The thing we're talking about on tonight, Calvary. My God, listen to this for a few seconds and and then I will go on with the last and final word. My God, my God, my God, people of God, I am grateful and honored to God for this opportunity to be in the space with such great and distinguished women of God. I am honored to have the last word of the Lord on tonight, which is coming from Luke 23 and 46. And Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come to you, God, to say thank you. Thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity that you have carved out in time, God, to come tonight, God, to give and declare your last and final word. Lord, I thank you and ask that you would just hide me behind the cross and that the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Luke 23 and 46. And when Jesus had cried out with a loud voice, he said, Father, into your hands, your hands, I commit my spirit. 
Yes. Heaven said this, he breathed his last, his last. If I had to title this moment in time, I simply carve it. Remember who sent you. Ah. Remember who sent you. Every year this time, we tend to take more time than any other time of the year, remembering or reflecting on the last words of Christ from the cross. And every year I get excited because I expect to receive fresh revelation as to what these powerful words meant. This last word of Christ is the culmination of his earthly experience and his purpose being fulfilled. You see, at the age of 12, Jesus makes it clear who sent him. He says in Luke 2 and 49, and he said to them, why did you seek me? Did you not know I must be about my father's business? So he said the expectation early on that he knew why he was here. He was there. He was here to fulfill his assignment given to him by his father. In fact, it would be over 100 times that Jesus gave props to his father as to being here. Jesus didn't have time to be concerned about what his mother wanted as she came looking for him or what she felt. Not in a sense of being disrespectful, but because he knew who he was. He knew his purpose and his assignment early on. Therefore, nothing or no one else mattered. We could all take a lesson from Jesus on this. So when various shiny things vie for our attention, trying to stop us or block us, we must remember who sent us and keep being about our father's business. When they, quote unquote, come at you to, from the left, stay focused, remembering who sent you and continue to be about your father's business. When the, when, um, the remember when crew come at you to go back <laughs> where you were delivered, don't feel obligated or bad to go back with them because you don't want to go back with them. Just be about your father's business. And when people lie on you, turn their backs on you because you don't fall in line with their agenda. Remember who sent you and continue to be about your father's business. When you've been given an assignment by God and they don't understand, don't explain it away. Just remember who sent you and be about your father's business. And when you have more ministry than money, keep focusing on being about your father's business. You see, we as humans have all, all have an assignment. But Jesus had an assignment unlike any other human. He had an assignment to redeem the sinner, to set the captives free. Jesus, Jesus, his fundamental mission on earth was to fulfill God's plan to seek and to save the lost. Therefore, he doesn't waste time as he was dying on the cross, focusing on the trivial, the menial, the naysayers or the hypocrite. He didn't allow distractions or the mediocre to allow him to forget who sent him. Why? I'm glad you asked. Because he understood his assignment. He understood that he wasn't born. He was born to die and, and constantly remembering because he was constantly remembering the sent him, who sent him. His alignment with the father allowed him to focus only on his assignment and nobody else's. His assignment of being an example in the earth of teaching, of preaching, of healing, of delivering and saving and yes, serving and yes, even dying on the cross. You see, he didn't flex his position or his authority by being the sent one. He just did what he was assigned to do. He allowed his audio to match his video one more time. He allowed his audio to match his video as he did the work and the will of his father, always remembering and giving honor and respect to the one who sent him. 
You see, when you remember who sent you, no devil in hell can stop you. When you remember who sent you, you won't waste time explaining or compromising with your assignment. When you remember who sent you, you won't grow weary in well-doing. When you remember who sent you, you will let you will let your haters become your motivators. When you remember who sent you, you'll realize that your setback was a setup for a comeback. And when you remember who sent you, you won't be so sidetracked by situations or give in to temptations. And daughters, when you remember who sent you, you won't be so easily distracted or allow your promises from God to be redacted. When you remember who sent you, you'll keep your eye on the heavenly prize. And when you remember who sent you, you'll do what Jesus did. You'll stay focused on your assignment and not on your enemy's derailment. You see, when you remember who sent you, healing is your portion. Increase is your portion. Deliverance is your portion. My God. And when you remember who sent you, nobody, not a person this side of heaven or the other can take your life from you. You see, no man took Jesus's life. He really gave his life to his father. He gave his life to his father. He gave his life to his father. Notice he didn't spend time focusing on the crowd. He didn't get distracted by the crowd. He didn't spend time majoring on the minor. He didn't spend time being petty, getting back at those who marched him from judgment hall to judgment hall, who mocked him, who whipped him, who sped on him, who crowned him with plated thorns, made him carry an old rugged cross, and then nailed him to that same cross and pierced him in the side. And he didn't spend time chastising his enemies or trying to prove himself to nobody. No, 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 no. He didn't have to do that because why? Instead, he focused on his father, the one who sent him, the only one who could do anything about everything and everything about everything. Come on. The one who gave him life and his and a purpose. Slow down. He now, in his last words, gives his life back to his father as he shouted and he made it clear, father, into your hands, I commit my spirit because he was fully God. And because he was fully God and fully man, Jesus could have taken himself off that cross, remained alive and exerted his divine authority at any given time. But he chose not to do so. His divine nature means he intentionally had to choose to no longer hold on to life, but to give it to his father. Father, he said, into your hands, I commit my spirit. To your hands, father, not my spouse. To your hands, father, not my children. To your hands, father, not my friends. To your hands, father, not my enemies. My frenemies, to your hands, Father, not the apostle, not the prophet, not the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher, the bishop, or the deacon, but into your hands, Father, I commit my spirit. In essence, he was saying, I've done it all, Father. I've done everything you planned for me to do. I said everything you planned for me to say. I've gone through everything you purposed for me to go through. So now, Father, the next move is on you. My God. My God, I've done it all, God. I've done everything you wanted me to do here. So I'm not crying for my mama. I'm not crying for my brothers. I'm not crying for the disciples. I'm not crying for the ones that, that told me I was not who they tried to tell me who I was. I'm saying to you, Father, because only you can do anything about this. So, Father, the next move is on you. Ah. So as I give up my life, God, as I give up my life and my spirit to you, that your promises can be fulfilled to your people, to those who will believe in you in my name. People of God, we're all going to have seven last words. 
and undoubtedly a very last word. So let Jesus be your example of your words being used to the glory of God. Don't waste times on the don't waste time on those people who can't do anything. Don't waste time on the crowd. Don't waste time on those who told you that you are not who you said you are. Don't waste time on the one who told you that you're not called to do this and called to do that. Don't waste time on the one that told you that you're never going to be anything. You're never going to amount to anything. No, no, no. Now is not the time to waste time on that. Why? Because you're having a conversation with your father. Again, the only one who can do everything about anything and the only one who could do anything about everything. My God, don't waste time on your haters because the haters can't help you. Don't waste time on the ones, time on the ones who put you on the cross because they can't help you right now. You focus your, your whole focus on the father, the your holy father, your holy father. Let Jesus be your example. My God, as you remember who sent you. Even as I'm thinking about my mama's last words, we talked about mothers. Mother seems to be the theme tonight because I think everybody mentioned the mother. But I'm thinking about my mother, my mother now when she was in her last day before she stopped talking. My mother's been gone now. Um, October would be eight years. But I remember these words just like yesterday. She had seven last words. As I say, we all going to have seven last words. My mom spent her seven last words and she was just giving love and adoration to those that were standing around her. But the last word she said before she stopped and closed her eyes, before she stopped speaking, she looked up toward heaven and mama said, hey, Jesus. Hey, daddy, I'm coming. Hey, Jesus. Hey, daddy. Hello, Jesus. I'm coming. She remembered who sent her in a time when nobody could do anything about anything. My sister was there. I was there. She didn't call on us because she knew we, we loved her so much. She didn't call on any of us to do anything about anything. She said, hey, Jesus, I'm coming. Hey, daddy, I'm coming. Hello, father, I'm coming. So let's take a lesson from those who had seven last words, like Jesus had the seven last words. His last word is, father, into your hand, I commit my spirit. Father, into your hands, the good hands. You in good hands, the people say, with all states. But I'm here to tell you, you're in good hands when you're in the master's hands because the master won't drop you like a hot potato. The master won't call you out of your name. The master won't give you an assignment you cannot fulfill. The master will not give you an assignment and then take your assignment. The master give. He's not what they say, quote unquote, an Indian giver. The master is the master. And whatever the master has for you, he said, I know the plans I have for you. I know the plans I have for your life. So, Father, into your hands, I commit my life back to you because you gave it to me and you now the next move is on you so father you do what you got to do for your children you do the next level you give them my spirit so that they can carry on the work it's not finished oh yes it's finished on this side but it's not finished on that side so father into your hands the good hands the man with the good hands the big hands who can hold you 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 and you so his hands are big enough to carry us all so father into your hands too busy or too dirty. The hands is not too 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 tainted, too tainted to do anything. Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. Hello, Daddy. 
I'm coming home. Hello, daddy. I'm coming home. Hello, daddy. I'm coming home. I've done everything you wanted me to do. I touched every person I'm supposed to touch this side of heaven. So now, daddy, into your hands, I give you my spirit and I give up my ghost to you so that you can give it to them, 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 and them. Those who believe in me will never perish because I give them my spirit. So I not only give it to you, Father, I say again, the next move is on you. To God be the glory. My Hallelujah. God. Jesus. My God. Glory to God. Yeah, God. Yeah, God. Yeah, God. The only one who could do anything about anything into your hands, Father. My God, don't worry about the ones who told you you can't do this. Don't worry about the ones who told you that I got it. I gave it to you and I can take it away from you. Don't worry about those people. Ha, my God, my God. Don't worry about the ones who told you you are never mounted anything. The ones that told you you can't have a church. You can't preach because you're a female. The devil is a liar. Into your hands, Father. I've done everything you told me to do. So you continue to do the work and the will of your father. And don't worry about the people who told you you can't because God says, I can. I can and I will and I am. And I am that I am that I am. He said, I am. I am. Come on now. I am. So, Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. To God be the glory. Jesus. Jesus. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God, bless the name of the Lord. Amen. Bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Moment of God, let God use you. Come on, Apostle, come forth. Whatever God is putting in your belly, you release it in the name of Jesus. My God, my God, my God, my God. I'm full, people of God. I'm full, people of God. Because I had some naysayers, my God. I had the naysayers that told me because you can't do this and you can't do that. But God says you can. Why? Because I paved the way for you. The ultimate sacrifice. There's nothing you cannot do because Jesus paid it all. He paid it all. So there's nothing more for you to do but just do it. Don't allow anyone to hold you back or keep you hemmed up. Because they want to put their hand on you. They want to put their foot on your neck. They want to put their hand over your mouth. My God, my God, into your hands. I give it all over to you, Lord God. I cast it all on you because I know you care for me. It ain't over. It ain't over. It ain't over. <laughs> my God. And with that, I am finished. My God. God be the glory. To God Hallelujah. be the glory. Hallelujah. I can't I can't look at the names to see who is on, but I do know this one thing that I'm hearing in my spirit, and I know I'm hearing it clearly. Somebody by the name of Denise. And God is showing me that she's in an abusive relationship and her life has been threatened. 
But I want you to know, woman of God. Oh, God. He's not going to take your life. God's going to give you a way of escape in the name of Jesus. He's going to give you a way to escape out of that relationship. Fear not, for I am with you. Fear not. Trust me. Trust me. Your life is here. Denise, your life is in my hand. My God, my God, my God. I am making a way of escape. That what he intended to do, he will not be able to do it. Because I'm covering you with my blood. I have my angels stationed around you and your children. I'm hearing your children and your children and your children. It is so, it is so, it is so. It was purposed for you to come on tonight. You've been praying and God said to tell you he heard your prayers and he is about to answer your prayers. Ah, you should live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Now, Father God, in the name of Jesus, ah, thank you, God. Ah, ah. I thank you for every prayer warrior, every intercessor, every prophetic watchman that will keep her Lift it up. They will stand in the gap and make up the hedge on behalf of Denise in the mighty my God, my God, in the mighty name of Jesus. And God, we thank you and we bless you. We thank you, we bless you, and we give you the glory. It is finished, woman of God. Ah, yes, it's so. Now, God, I pray over every vessel on tonight. Minister McCoy. Mm. Minister Eden. Apostle Pinkley. Apostle Watson. Minister Miller. And Apostle Christmas. that no weapon form against you will prosper. There will be no backslash, no repercussion, no retaliation will come because of your obedience on tonight. You are covered with the blood of Jesus. Everything that you put your hands to do, it will prosper in the name of Jesus. There will be no lack in any area of your life. In the mighty name of Jesus, everywhere, everywhere, everywhere that God is ordering your foot, you will possess the land in the name of Jesus. I am taking you out of your comfort zone. Mm. I am shifting you into new territory, said the Lord. My God, I paid the way. 
Don't even be concerned about finances. I will take care of everything that you need. What I am calling you to do, I am gracing you to do it in the name of Jesus. I have made you some promises and you getting ready to see the manifestation of those promises that I have made you. Promises not just concerning you and your ministry, but concerning your loved ones. It is so, it is so, it is so because of your in be obedience. God said obedience is better than sacrifice. You have made many sacrifices, said the Lord. Did you not know? Did you not think that I did not know? I know, I see, and I'm going to reward you for the sacrifices that you have made in the mighty name of Jesus. <laughs> God, I thank you. Mm, you would begin to see in a new way. I'm giving you spiritual eyes that you will see beyond what you see in the natural. You, oh my God, my God, mm. my God. You're gonna see God say it, what they are not saying, not just what they're saying, but God said, you're gonna see it and you're gonna hear it. Mm. And he will not have you ignorant to Satan devices. You're gonna have a knowing in your spirit like never before, said the Lord. I'm going to give you greater discernment in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's so. It is so. It is so. It is so. My God, my God. Woo. Even <laughs> with the way you begin to study my word, I'm going to give you greater clarity and greater revelation of my word in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, know that I am God. Know that I am God. This is the season I need you to trust me like you've never trusted me before. So God, I bless you on tonight. We magnify you, we glorify you, we exalt you for what you are doing in the lives of these, your chosen vessel. Women of God, think it not strange that God have poured the seven of you together. Think it not strange. This is so God. And I bless the mighty God. I bless you for apostle Christmas. Thank you so much for a spirit of obedience. Thank you. Thank you for keeping your ear to the mouth of God. Thank you for your time of intercession. Thank you for the sacrifices. Thank you for your obedience. Now, God, bless all of those that called in. God, you know what they stand in the need of. God, whatever area they need healing in their life, whether it's mental, physically, psychologically, whatever, you are the Lord, that God, that healeth. God, you said you send your word to heal them. Send your word, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Ah. And I bless you for your healing. Ah, thank you, God. Glory to your name. Ah, my God, my God. Thank you, God. I bless your name, God, that they would never be the same. 
I, you said, according to your word, I can decree and I can declare a thing. And you said, whatsoever I decree and declare, you would establish it. So thank you for establishing what you said. We stand on your word like never before, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, God. Now, God, give us sweet sleep on tonight. Uninterrupted sleep. Unless you want to wake us up, God. Otherwise, God, give us peaceful sleep. And then when we rise up in the morning, good God Almighty, we're going to be renewed, revived, and regenerated, regenerated in the mighty name of Jesus. And I thank you. I said, I thank you, God. And we magnify you, we glorify you, and we exalt you. And now, God, I turn it back into the hands of Apostle Christmas in the mighty name of Jesus. God has spoken. Let the church say amen. God has spoken. Let the church say amen. I am just thanking and praising God for what he has done. It is marvelous in his sight. It is marvelous in his sight. Yes, we had some that came on and, and listened and viewed and still looking. But it's marvelous in his sight. It doesn't matter if others say, well, she didn't do this and she didn't do that. And she said this. No, it doesn't matter. But it was marvelous in his sight. So to God be the glory. Minister Sandra Young, thank you for allowing God to use you and your voice. Thank you for being the vessel, um, the mighty prophetess woman of God that you are. And I pray that God continue to use you according to his glory. Greater works are coming your way. You just get prepared. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has in store for you, woman of God. God be Minister Dawn Eady, may God continue to shine his favor over your life for the things he is setting you up for. Ha <laughs> ha. Ah, he's, he's the great setup. And I want you to preach that thing. It's a great setup because you've been set up on purpose for his purpose and only you understand what that means my god my god yeah minister mccoy i know you are at work and i just thank and praise god for your life prophetess mccoy we thank and praise god for your obedience and your favor the favor that god has over your life amen and the things he's walking you into he's walking you slowly so that you can enjoy the scenery (laughs) so you enjoy the scenery as he's walking you on this walk. May Apostle, you can. I just want to say to everybody, let you know that on my way to work, this car almost pulled out and hit me. So I know the devil is good and mad. I know he's good and mad. It just She waited until I got right up on him, about pulled out in front of me and hit, I mean, and hit me. So I thank God. I just thank God for, um, you know, keeping me. I thank God that no one got hurt. So I know the Amen. devil is good and mad at this service. So I thank you also for hearing from God. Amen. Bless you, woman of God. Apostle Carolyn Pickney, thank you so much, woman of God. After coming from work and getting on, being obedient to your assignment, we thank God for you. She is in Louisiana, so she is in, in a, an hour behind us. And so I thank yeah. God for the connection that he has done for us. We connected on Clubhouse and I'm grateful for what he's doing in your life and for your faithfulness and your obedience. God has something in in store just for you. 
that thing I, I said it before that thing that you the only only you and he know what you've been asking him for and it's you're walking in the season of suddenly is woman of god yeah. suddenly doors are going to begin to open on that thing that you've been asking for amen and woman i of god may i, say I love you you can i'm honored to be here and i do appreciate you for allowing me to be 40 uh and understanding it but i i'm so blessed because i was blessed by every person that i got to hear tonight and mm -hmm. i appreciate the word that you released tonight and the word that the woman of god our mc sandra of a property sandra released um you're awesome and your vision and i'm so part i'm so honored to be a part of it thank you for that. may god wish oh you and increase you more and more every day in Jesus name. Amen. 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 I receive Amen. that. Bless you, Apostle. Um, my friend Minister Nisi, I call her Nisi. You know, she has Alice. I'm like Sandra now. When you say Alice, that, that's, that's foreign to me. This is Nisi. <laughs> and so I'm thanking and praising God for you, Nisi. We have been through, through and through um, when God first pulled you into the ministry and, and when they said you weren't called to preach, but God said he know what he has, the plans and purpose he has for your life and your testimony that he shall continue Amen. to use to elevate you and promote you. God is not through with you yet. And, and as I say to you all the time, it, it's time out for thinking about, for thinking, overthinking it. What God has for you and what he's brought you through was for a purpose. And so when you say it is finished, it really is finished. It's finished. That old stuff is finished. And then God said, now, now you can walk into everything I've called you to do. You've got your mantle and you're pushing forward into those things and you don't even need permission. God says, I've given it to you. I've given Amen. you your release paper. I've given you your walking, your marching orders. So just go ahead and just do what I've called you to do. Amen. And so I gave my, my apostle, Pastor Kemp, Come off the mic, moment of God. Um, Kim, I, I have a special love for you. Um, I have love for all of you, but Kim is just a, it's a connection that God never allowed us to lose connection, lose contact. Um, she was, uh, like I said earlier, Pastor Kim and Minister Dawn and I, we were in the same, under the same covenant, under the same relationship, and we all came out of a minute, got ministries out of where we were. But woman of God, Kim, God has some, something so unique for her. And I said to her once before, she parked her car, that God gave her a car. He, she parked her car to get in the car with somebody else and just left her car. But I thank God that he brought her back to her car and it was still there. My God, y'all didn't catch that. Her car was still there intact. And in, in fact, he's, he's upgraded the car. She thought she was coming back to the old, but he's upgraded and shifted this car into a new position. So I'm thanking and praising God for you and your faithfulness, woman of God, for your obedience. And because of your act of obedience that God has, he said, now I can trust you. He said, I can trust you. You've proven yourself and you're worthy of where I'm taking you. So you just hold on, woman of God. Everything that you have in all those books, everything you have in all those tablets, everything you have all in your office, all those things are coming to pass because God says, now is the time. It wasn't time then, but now is the time. So I'm thinking, praising God for your now 
And as I said in my in the, the, the word that God gave me, the next move is on you. He set you up. So the next move is on you. And to everyone that's listening tonight, I pray that you got something out of every word that these powerful women of God spoke. I pray that you will go back and listen to the replays, share it with your family, your friends, and yes, even your enemies. They too need to know the seven last words. Why? Because we all have seven last words and we all have a final word. And so into your hands, Father, we commit this service. We thank you, Lord God, for just being with us. We thank you, God, for every word. We pour back into every woman that poured out, God. I pray that, God, that nothing be lacking, nothing missing, nothing broken. I pray, God, bountiful blessings upon them in their lives, God, their homes, God. Everything and everyone connected to them, God. I pray, God, that you will bring everything to full circle. Meet every need, God, according to your riches and glory. I thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity, God, as we always take this time to remember your seven last words. But I pray, God, that as we remember these words going forward, that we have a new outlook on it, God, because your words are powerful. You don't say anything that's not intentional or anything that we cannot use. So I thank you, God, from the very first word to the last word, that we have something to meditate on both day and night as we move forward into the things that you have called and anointed, appointed, assigned and commissioned us to do. We thank you, Lord God, and we ask God that you will always be with us, be with those who are listening and those that shall come by and listen to the replays. Until the next time, Father, we thank you, we honor you, we love you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Well, guys, it has been marvelous and insightful. I thank you for being on for so long, but this was a God thing. We didn't rush. I didn't feel anybody's spirit um, um, go go away because we were over time. But God, but, but God, but God. So go in grace. Know that I love you and be on the lookout for the next assignment, people of God, because God is up to something. <laughs> Yeah. He's he's working the conference out in me, and I know that some of you are going to be a part of that five and one. Is what God is calling it, and so um, I thank you, I love you, and continue to pray my strength as I'm going to go lay down now because I'm overdue. <laughs> but thank you for your continued prayers and support. Know that I love you, and I know I'm going to have one-on-one -on -one conversations with each of you, and I look forward to those conversations. So I love you, and Godspeed, and good night. Bless you, Good night. Good night.